Hey, running friends. Welcome to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go, but Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you, so subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. This episode is based on a question I received from a listener that we're going to call COVID Kate. She started running in the spring of 2020, and as a lot of people did, and then after about six months, she stopped. Now, in the beginning of 2022, she wants to get started again. So I'm going to share with you my answer to her because this is an Ask the Coach episode, and also give you some tips if you haven't had that long of a break, but you've maybe had a bit of a break either planned or unplanned because of injuries or sicknesses, and you want to know how to get back to running. I'll start by saying that the answer to this question is based on the fact that Kate is not currently injured and she was not injured when she stopped running. If you've had to take a break because of injury, whether running or not, or some other medical issue, you're going to need to discuss with your doctor or PT if you are actually cleared to run again. It's always a good idea to make sure that your doctor knows when you start something new, especially when it comes to exercise, depending on whatever uh, issues that you may have in your own body. So it should come as no surprise that I told Kate she would need to start back slowly. In fact, in her case, I advised her to begin her start to run program from scratch. Any time off over three or four months is really long enough that you should consider yourself back to the drawing board. Now, for someone who's elite and trains with world-class coaches that may not be the case. But for a typical you and me type runner, we need to acknowledge that we are losing a ton of running fitness in that time and we're opening ourselves up to major injuries if we try and start where we were. So Kate needs to make sure she is able to walk for 30 to 60 minutes before starting the Start to Run program that I recommend, which I will link to in the show notes. Once starting back, Kate and anyone else that is beginning again should mindfully track their bodies. Are there little niggles of pain or discomfort that could signal injuries starting? Are you out of breath easily? Or are you finding that you need to crash uh, after you run and take a nap? All of those are signs that you're doing too much too soon and you're going to need to back off even more. Now, in Kate's circumstance, since the amount of time she was away from running was pretty significant, it was an easy call to have her start over again. But what if you took off far less time, like just say a month? So whatever time you take off, you should be starting back slowly. Unless it was like a week, you won't be jumping right back in where you left off. At least you're not going to be if you're my client. It doesn't have to be a drastic pulling away, but mileage and pace need to be added gradually, just like a new runner. No matter what your physical shape is, you will have lost some running fitness. If you've been running a long time, now you're going to regain that a lot faster than someone who hasn't been running for years. For those of you who know what VO2 max is and you track it, don't be surprised at a lower number. You're going to gain it back as you get back into running more, but you will not have held on to whatever that number was before the break, most likely. Now, there are, of course, exceptions to everything. Everybody is different. And that's one of the things that I really love about running and that I really love about coaching running is everybody is different. So whether you follow Coach A or Coach B or Coach C or listen to this person or read that book, 
there are going to be things in it that maybe you agree with or maybe you don't agree with. Uh, when I'm doing my continuing education for coaching, there are some coaches that I agree with their approach to training and there are other ones that I I don't. And because I mostly work with new runners or uh, more of a casual runner trying to get to the next level, there are just some things that I am not going to apply to the training for those kinds of people. It's just like having kids. Now, I have five children. I have four grandchildren with a number five that is on the way. And every single one of them are different. The, the approaches and the things that I used when my kids were growing up, for one, I couldn't use for kid number three. Uh, it just didn't work. And the same is true of coaching and for running and for basically anything else that you do. There is no single perfect formula that is going to work for everybody. And so back to starting back after a break, all of these things that I'm talking about are all rules, but there are definitely exceptions to those rules. So if, you know, if you had a VO2 max of 56 when you stopped running and you stopped running for two months and you come back and ha, you have a VO2 max of 56, um, that doesn't mean that I'm completely off base when I, when I say you're gonna, your number is probably going to be lower. But in most cases, I would say your, your VO2 max number is going to be lower. So don't be tempted when you do get back to compare yourself to where you were. That's only going to lead to another break if you get in your head and you're going to do the thing we all do where if something doesn't fit perfectly into the daydream that we have for ourselves, we get down on ourselves and we quit. You're going to have to have some patience and you will get back to your running fitness. It just takes time. And Build that into your build back so that it's not a surprise for you. You're not discouraged because you start running again and in two weeks you're not back where you were. It's going to take some time. So you can get back to your running fitness. And when I talk about running fitness, what I'm talking about are things like how strong the muscles that you use for running are, how strong the bones you are impacting are when you run, how your lungs and heart are responding to the run, and so on. Physiological things. Stress fractures can occur very easily in someone who jumps right back into where they were before the break because your, the, your skeletal system is not in the same place. And that's going to take you out at least for a few months, if not more. And you're going to have the added fun of dealing with coming back from an injury. So when I say to start slowly, start slowly. So there are different quote unquote formulas for how to figure out what training you should be returning to. I've seen some mathematical gymnastics actually in telling a runner how to figure out their return to run mileage. But runner's world has listed some simple rules. If you're taking 7 to 10 days off, figure out what 70% of your mileage is and start there. 11 days to 1 month, come back at 60%. 1 to 3 months, 50% of where you were when you started that break. And like I said before, if it's been less than a week, you're good to get back to whatever running training that you were doing. And if it's been more than 3 months, return to the Start to Run program. Unless you have a coach or you're an elite runner or something like that where somebody is guiding you. Just return to the Start to Run program. When you do come back, run easy until you've built that base back up. 
What I planned for a client who took a month off was start him back up at 60% of his weekly mileage and he had all easy runs. And then his long run was a run walk. And when he did this for about two weeks, I then gave him 70% of his mileage back with his long as half of a straight run that is like running one to three miles uh, without stopping. And then the other half was a run walk. And then two weeks after that, he was back at full mileage. I then had him run three miles with an effort-based mile two. So what he was considering an effort three or four on a scale of one to 10. So that gave me what I call as a coach, a happy mile. And I used these, these mile testing kind of things as, um, to, to kind of see where someone's happy pace is and then base their speed work and their different paces off of that. And when he did that, when he ran his happy run, he was, he ran, uh, a much faster pace than I was expecting him to in getting back to running. So then I was able to adjust his paces. So even though he was just getting back, I was able to say, Hey, you know what, we're going to shave some time off of your paces and adjust you closer to where you were. Um, because you were, you were, I, the data that I was collecting from him was showing that he was able to do that. Now, if you don't have a coach to guide you, don't add mileage until your body is happy with what you're doing. Use the 10% rule, adding no more than 10% more mileage over a week until you're back to whatever your base was when you stopped. So basically what I'm saying is coming back to running after a break is a whole lot of common sense and taking it easy so you don't get injured. In Kate's case, coming back means starting over, but it is so nice to know that we can always start over. This podcast is geared toward beginner or older runners especially, and I know there are some concepts from this episode that may be totally new to you. If you have any questions about coming back after a break or anything that I talked about that you would like clarification on, shoot me an email at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com and I will get back to you. This week's running resource is an article on active.com on using the 10% rule to add mileage to your training. Check it out if you're adding mileage and see how to do it smartly. Obviously, we can't add 10% every week for the rest of our lives. So how can you use this running rule, especially if you are new to running or you're coming back from a break? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once a month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will, of course, link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.